people want to buy things on Prime Day. And if you, even if you don't do anything different, nothing different, you'll still see a bump in sales for the most part. Yeah. You know, and if you've got the right product, uh, people are going to buy it anyways. Hey everyone, this is Norm Ferrar, aka The Beard Guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing cracking the code to Amazon FBA success in 2023. We're going to talk about what's happening in the world of Kevin King, the updates and trends, new updates and trends in Amazon, and what's Kevin excited about? All right, welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. All right, like I just mentioned, we're going to be talking about cracking the code to Amazon FBA success in 2023. Our guest has been involved with internet marketing and e-commerce since 1995. He sells millions of dollars of products on Amazon. And, excuse me, he also mentors sellers collectively doing over half a billion dollars. Yep, that's with a B, half a billion dollars uh, a year on Amazon in the Freedom Ticket and Helium 10 Elite Masterminds. He also organizes one of my favorite uh, events, the Billion Dollar Seller Summit, which I, which I just came back from uh, from Puerto Rico. And Kevin's going to give us an update on that. And by the way, he's giving one of the most incredible uh, giveaways on Wheel of Kelsey today. So stay tuned. And like I mentioned, this is our return, 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 return guest, Kevin King. So before we get to Kevin, let's have a word from our sponsor. This episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by VAA Philippines. Looking for a high quality virtual assistant for your business? With the rigorous screening, intensive Amazon and Walmart training, and ongoing professional development, get the peace of mind with skill and motivated virtual assistance for a long-term working relationship. Hire through VAA today, and now let's get back to the show. Welcome, Mr. King. What's up, Mr. Norm? How are you doing? Good. I, I see you're, you're not branding my... No, I'm branding uh, the Aggies today. Sorry, man. <laughs> wow i'm hurt but, but, uh, I, I'm, I, you said you're fine and dandy but do you have candy i do have candy <laughs> <laughs> you're fine and dandy you gotta have candy i just wanted to say the word dandy because i haven't heard it in such a long time <laughs> you're just showing your age there yeah exactly uh, so uh how are you i haven't seen you in like a week oh <laughs> uh, no i'm alive and i'm uh, i'm doing well i just uh, threw a fourth of july party last night so uh had like uh, several people, including some people you know, like Manny Coates, who started Helium Ten, was uh, stopped by. So, uh, just waking up and recovering from that, I got a mess to clean up out out, out in the uh, the living room. Oh, that's that's why you haven't been returning any of my Facebook messages. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yesterday I wasn't online. I just uh, <laughs> just getting on uh, for today, just for you, just for oh, you. Oh, okay. Well, thank you so much. Uh, look, there's so much to talk about. Uh, you know, billion dollar seller summit uh, was a very uh, was probably the best turnout or and the best event that you've ever had. I would think, I, at least talking to the people. That's not that, what you said a minute ago. What you said a minute ago is you says one of your favorites. You didn't say it was your favorite. 
You said it was one of. So I want to know what are the what are the other ones? What are, what's my competition? Uh, don't put me on the spot, Kevin. <laughs> and it, okay, the best. Wait, wait, look, There's look, no look, other look, event. Look the list of sponsors, and that's what you're supposed to name <laughs> in the history of the universe, other than billion dollar seller summit virtual or live there just, you go. just saying <laughs> that's just because we had cigars every night see see what happened at, at this hotel we were in puerto rico and we booked the it's a nice hotel in puerto rico called the vanderbilt and i didn't know this but um uh, what i'm about to tell you but one of norm and i's traditions when we get together is every night we have cigars it doesn't matter if it's 20 degrees below zero in idaho or in uh on a on a ship in uh, Alaska, yeah. Or if it's 120 degrees sitting on a balcony in Austin in, in the summer, um, we always have a cigar. And so at uh, the first night we get together, it's me, Norm, and Kelsey in Puerto Rico. And we're like, where, where can we have a cigar? We're like, well, I've got a, a balcony on my room. Let's just sit outside on this balcony. So we sit out there and smoke a cigar and have a Coke Zero. And then the next day, uh, <clears throat> from the guy from uh, Seller Basics. Uh, Paul Raffleson, he was like, oh, uh, I'm surprised I didn't see you guys in the cigar lounge last night. And I'm like, we're like, what cigar? You mean the one down the street? He's like, no, the one right here in the hotel. It's right next to the bar. And Norm and I looked at each other like we had no idea. And sure as, sure as, uh, um, S-A-T-T, there was a cigar lounge right there in the bar. So we, we, the next three nights we closed that down and I think the, the hired help went home and we stayed in there for another couple of hours. <laughs> the last night was like four, four thirty in the morning. It was yeah. killer getting up the next day. Yeah, it was but you know what? It is worth it though, right? The, we're gonna be talking about events and networking a little bit later on. Uh, but that is a perfect example when and, and for anybody listening, we do it around a campfire, we do it around a cigar lounge people come in we start talking like paul came in for the whole evening and we started talking we heard stories uh we didn't break bread we smoked cigars but we learned a lot about each other and we learned education and then the next night we um we had um oh uh, um antonio in there um uh, bindi yeah. and he he was talking and there's just so much knowledge that came out. Uh, Sarah Pink was in there. And anyways, this is one of the things that I stress so much uh, on this podcast is it is so important to go out. Uh, if it's virtual, that's great, but there's nothing like the networking that you can do sitting around a campfire, uh, either eating marshmallows or smoking a cigar. It's it, it really truly is probably the most most information that you'll get it'll just come up and it's like holy crap i didn't know you could do that yeah it's not just the tips though uh it's also just it's the the relationships that you build in the body and and some of it's because i was thinking about like well well, paul you know paul raffleson was telling some stories and most of you may know he's seller basics he's a guy that uh if you don't know who he is he's probably the lead uh lead person that helped change the tax rules on amazon uh as far as getting it to where Amazon became a, a marketplace and started uh, started taking marketplace taxes rather than the sellers being responsible for them, plus a, a whole bunch of other stuff that he's done. I'm sure he's been on the on the on your podcast here, uh, but he he was telling stories about entrepreneurship about when he was younger. You know things he did when he was going through law school and things he did his side hustles and, and different stuff. And 
we can relate to that. Norm and I look at each other. Yep, yeah, we can relate. You tell those same stories in just amongst a group of friends or your family. They're just looking at you like you're a weirdo, uh, or, or they don't quite get it, or they're fast. They're they're just flabbergasted. But when we're talking like that, we're like we get each other. You get that's the thing about these events is it's other entrepreneurs, it's other people with a similar mindset, and there's something refreshing about that beyond just the cool tactics and things you might learn in a conversation. Uh, but but you you can relate. You realize that hey, you're not the only weirdo out there. You might be the only beardo, but you're not you're not the only uh, weirdo. <laughs> Beardos are not weirdos. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there right now. <laughs> but we're we're gonna hook back towards the end, and we're gonna talk about networking as, as, as well. I, I this just sort of came up in small talk, so you know, I just wanted to to stress that again, it's so important. Now I know we're going to be getting questions. We've already got a couple questions in, but by the end of this podcast, we'll probably have a ton. So if you are interested in any questions, just throw them over in the comments section. All right, Kevin, is, is there anything that you're seeing right now um, in Amazon that's trending or think people are doing differently in 2023? Um, well, there's quite a bit, uh, but the, the hot topic like for the next week or so is all prime day. Um, um, and that's, that's something that I'm a little bit different than the, the crowd on, um, <clears throat> you know, everybody's putting out, uh, every service provider in the world and every teacher in the world is putting out, uh, here's the seven hacks for a uh, crime prime day or what you need to do to prepare. And I'm of the opposite school. I don't do anything. I don't do squat. Uh, I don't believe, I don't, I don't do anything different for prime day other than make sure I have inventory and, you know, make sure, you know, there's, there's inventory and in stock and a little bit extra if I might need it, but all these promotions that everybody's doing, all these uh, gear up for this gear up for that, I think is a waste of time. Uh, unless you have a lightning deal or you got a deal of the day, or you're in one of those things, you can move some serious inventory. Or if you want to actually get rid of something. So you get, maybe you got, you know, you ordered a thousand units and only 200 of them have sold over the last uh, six months. You're like, I got to get rid of these 800 then it makes sense to actually do some sort of crazy promotion on those and put a big coupon and take advantage of that extra traffic to, to try to wipe some of those out. But if it's your normal selling products, you're a fool to actually discount them on prime day. In my opinion, you're a fool. Um, it, it's, I would not do that. Um, you're, you may have a one day hit and you may have a, 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 a increase in sales because you gave 20% off your best selling skew but you just shot yourself in the foot. People would pay that paid the money anyway for it. It's right. not going to really change anything anywhere where you're going to rank. It's a one day thing. Uh, it, 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 you're better off, in my opinion, to put all the energy that people put into pro it's a marketing, it's marketing BS by Amazon. It's great for Amazon. I mean, it's, it's wonderful for Amazon, but you're better off to put those in my opinion, this is, and I'm different than most people put that energy into the fourth quarter because in the fourth quarter, Every day is a prime day, almost um, from Christmas. I mean, from uh, basically Thanksgiving time uh, in the U.S. Uh, until shortly after uh, Christmas, till early January. Those days for me are always better selling days than any prime day, unless uh, there's an exception to that. Unless I have a you know a lightning deal or a prime day deal or one of those special offers where Amazon's really putting you in front of everybody. But those are hard to get, and even if you pay the five hundred bucks and up to get one of those, there's no guarantee where you're going to land. I know people that have sent in way extra units and got stuck with them and ended up paying a lot of storage fees and because they ended up on page seven or 10 or whatever of the, of the deals that day. And yeah, they had an increase in sales, but it wasn't, 
what they were hoping for or expecting. And then you hear other stories of someone that just crushes it on Prime Day, uh, you know, and does 200 grand on a single skew or something because they were on the front page of a lightning deal or on, a, on the main deals of the day page or they, they did something in that way. So that's my philosophy on it, which is quite a bit different than everything else you're going to hear out there from everybody else who joins in the hype and just tries to capitalize on that. I, I, I agree, Kevin. Like, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Be, by, by the time you do the discounting, by the time you pay, if you're, if you're, if you're increasing your PPC, <clears throat> you could get killed. You know, you, you could absolutely get killed. You could get a lot of sales, but let's say you get, and I had, I've told you about this. I uh, was doing some um, work with a bracelet company and they decided that they were going to just target a ton of traffic over to their uh, Amazon listing on prime day. They took such a huge discount. They sold into the six figures and they're telling me, Oh, you know, we did this, uh, but they lost. Yeah. They lost money. They lost money. They probably didn't long-term didn't boost them at all. And they, they ended up just losing most likely just losing some money. And a lot of those people probably would have, they might've bought a competing product. If they hadn't had theirs on discount, they're looking for a spatula and theirs was 20% off. Maybe they, went, they bought another spatula because they were saving. You know, a lot of people, they, 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 they wait for prime day. I know several people that I know have said, you know, I'm not going to order anything this week. I'll just hold off because I'm prime day. Maybe I'll get a little bit of a discount. The consumers that is, and that, that could be, but it, it's a one day or two day technically uh, a thing. And um, yeah, it's just, you never discount to people that would pay full price. You should only be discounting to get rid of something uh, or to reward somebody for something, you know, customers, if you want to reward them for, for being a loyal customer, or if you're launching something, those are the only three days and prime day is not a great day to launch something. Um, so it, it's that you should not be launching something on prime day. Um, <clears throat> so that's, that's just me on it. Um, so I just ride the wave. Yeah. My sales will go up, you know, I might get a two X, three X, four X, whatever it depends on the product. Uh, and I, I'm like, that's cool. Um, but, I know I'm making money on every single one of those and uh, it's not going to change anything as far as my ranking or anything down the road. People want to buy things on prime day. And if you, even if you don't do anything different, nothing different, you'll still see a bump in sales for the most part. Yeah. You know, and if you've got the right product, uh, people are going to buy it anyways. Um, there are like certain products that are just don't fall into it. But for the most part, like for me, I'm in the beauty and pet category. I'm going to see a bump in sales. And that's regardless if I put the price down at all. Uh, one of the things that um, we talk about is uh, pre-prime day. So sometimes we'll, we'll promote that we're having a pre-prime day sale. You just said that you don't discount it at all. Yeah. But if my sales are lingering, and I've seen this uh, with some of the clients we manage right now, the majority of them are um, starting to just dive sales volumes out because they're waiting for prime day in a, in a, in a week or two. But what we'll do is we'll stimulate that just by putting a pre-prime day sale out there. Now that can and, make sense for if you do a small little small little discount, yeah, just to try to maintain those averages a little bit higher as they're normally falling to motivate them. That that would be, but I wouldn't do a heavy discount, and I would on that. Um, but you might be able to gain a little bit of ranking or something by doing doing that. Um, so that's what that goes back to what I just said. Unless 
you should not be doing discounts unless it's for ranking reasons or the reasons I gave ranking that's, that would fall into ranking right there. What you're talking about. Right. Yeah. And PPC, it's so dangerous, especially if, uh, if you're new to the Amazon game, Amazon will want you to spend as much as you can, but you have to remember, like Kevin just said, it's an inventory game. If you have the inventory and typically, and I learned this from Brian Johnson, but as for the first part, the first third, if I'm doing my average regular uh, PPC, I'm not changing. In fact, I'm lowering the bid at the beginning, bringing it up to two thirds of the way through. And then if I am going to use uh, PPC, that's the last third is when I'm going to bring it up because the, the two thirds of the day, the people that are out of inventory are gone. And now I have a better chance at landing it at a better bid. But that's, um, that's something that if you are going to be doing it, but don't, this is my opinion. Don't go in, don't bid high. All you're going to do is just uh, blow your cash. You know, uh, I don't know if you have anything to add to that. No, that's, that's just my, I, I think I've said my piece on that. Uh, I'm, I'm a, I'm all for prime day from Amazon's perspective, but from a seller's perspective, just be careful. Yeah. And uh, use, this it strategi- time- oh, use it strategically. Ahead. Don't just fall in line with all the hype. And Walmart's come out with their Walmart plus days, uh, which starts a day earlier and a day after. So if you are on Walmart, you'll probably notice that you'll get a spike in sales. I know last year when this happened, I was talking to Mikkel uh, Chapnick and she was saying all the clients that she had uh, for the most part saw a spike in sales, even though it's not as much as Amazon. If you are on Walmart, just take note that I think it's running from the 10th, 10th to the 13th. Anyways, it's a four day sale. So I'm not sure if you knew about that, Kev. Yeah, I knew they did. Uh, I didn't, I'm not selling right now actively on Walmart. So I, I didn't know this particulars, but I knew they did something around it. Everybody, almost everybody does. All the other online retailers do do something around it. Right. Okay. So if you do have any questions, uh, throw them over into the comments section and we'll be taking them towards the top of the hour. I'm kind of curious uh, at the BDSS, you were dropping some really great knowledge. And like I said, I really liked your presentation, not to blow your ego up, but uh, <laughs> just to let you know, I, I liked your presentation and uh, I'm not sure. That's the one you, like- you slept through, right? Uh, yeah, I actually, I wasn't in the room. You're dreaming. Uh, <laughs> you're dreaming well through my presentation. I was running to get my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> if people don't, don't know about this, uh, yeah, I had no clothes uh, for the longest period of time. The emperor has no clothes. The emperor with no clothes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But um, anyways, what's up? What are you doing right now? What's new? Um, yeah, my uh, well, I've got Sarah launching a, a new brand that we've been working on this one for a while, the sustainable dog stuff. Uh, we kind of made a pivot. We, I talked about it about a year ago where we're going to be using NFT audiences to help, uh, NFTs to help build an audience around it. Well, NFTs have kind of taken a, a little, they're not, they haven't gone away and there's still some really good projects out there and some really good ways to make money in that. But it's kind of uh, the, the luster is falling off a little bit and some things have changed in that market. And we're still using that, but we've decided to actually pivot on it a little bit and actually focus more on the newsletter side of things. And that's what I talked about at Billion Dollar Seller Summit is, is newsletters. And when I say newsletters, some people just roll their eyes and, and most people think of a promotional email. Uh, that's being sent out by MailChimp or, you know, one of the other 
programs. If you're a surf, service provider or if you're an individual seller, you've been getting all these things. And it said the subject says uh, Jungle Scout newsletter. It says such and such company's newsletter. Um, and you open it up and it's just a bunch of bullshit, it's just a bunch of promo. Come buy or this, or we just announced this new tool or whatever. And it goes for Helium 10, it goes for everybody. I'm not picking on anybody. It's virtually everybody in this business, including Lunch with Norm newsletter, um, that, which <clears throat> there's, it's all promotional. And that's not a newsletter. That's a promotional email. And so you, people get them fixed, mixed up. A newsletter should be 90% value and 10% promotional or 10% or less promotional. And, we're, and the value needs to be in the newsletter. It's, you know, there's some people in this industry, and I gave examples at the Billion Dollar Seller Summit, that it's just a, a bunch of links. It's like a drudge report or something, uh, if you're familiar with that website. And it's just, you got to go click out. You know, it's someone's just assembled a bunch of uh, links to Amazon stories on CNBC or on somebody's blog or whatever. You got to go click out. And that's not a newsletter either. That's, that's a compilation of, that's a, of a bunch of links. The newsletter needs to be something that you can read in five, 10 minutes max, but ideally in five minutes or less and actually walk away with that. If you never click a single link in there, if you never do anything else, you just learn something and actionable. It's so it's not go. It's not uh, go read our blog about how to rank, uh, how to uh, seven steps to do better on prime day. Uh, click here. That's promotional versus if you take change that, make that a paragraph and say uh, on prime day, the number one tactic is, uh, you know, having stacking coupons, you should have five different coupon stacks. You should have a list price. You should have this price. You should have a, a bundle price. Uh, you should have a prime day deal and you should have a, a clippable coupon and have a five uh, clickable stack. Uh, and this is uh, then if you want to that that way, I'm like, oh, wow, I should I need to do these five things. And then you can have a link that says, you know, for a detailed SOP or something, click here uh, and it's free. There's no charge. There's no lead magnet. That would be more of a newsletter. So I'm doing that. I have one coming out for the Amazon space. You see it there on the screen where it says billiondollarsellers.com. It's uh, going to be debuting um, later this month or early August. Uh, I've got an advanced list of 500 people that will get it initially for the first few weeks. And then it'll, it'll grow out to everybody else. Um, and then we're doing it for products. So um, not only for, for Amazon sellers, we're doing it for products. And that's why I talked about at BDSS is whether you're selling automotive products or pet products or uh, kitchen gadgets or whatever, you should be doing something like this, in my opinion, to actually build audiences and build raving fans and have it on a regular basis and where it's it's geared toward that audience. You know, some people write blog posts and they'll say, go to my website and, uh, you know, here's 10 steps to, you know, making better steak with our knives or whatever. But you, they got to go to the blog or they got to see it if it's in a Facebook feed or a TikTok. They got you got to hope that they see it. If you build a newsletter, you're building a, a list of engaged people who actually want to hear from you, and you're messaging them with something of value every single day. And that's <clears throat> that's what you want to be doing. And then uh, when you have a new product to launch or when you have a Prime Day advanced sale like you were just talking about to, to mention, you can mention that in there. Or you could do a separate email that's just promotional. It depends on what you need to do. But you can do it to test products. Like we're doing it with our dog's stuff. We have a dog a newsletter that's aimed at – we niche down, so it's not – broad it's not like dog lovers it's dog lovers who are sustainable who are into sustainability so that's a niche down that's taking the big dog lover subset and niching it down to the to the sustainable people <clears throat> and then we're doing stuff around that so there's some things about dogs like here's a tip on uh, like a trivia thing did you know you know a dog can you know how, how good his nose is or you didn't which dog is 
some sort of trivia thing about dogs. And then, then there's stuff, news, you know, about there's different sections about different dog related stuff. It could be, here's Charlie, the dog, it's a fire rescue dog. And he just saved six lives uh, last year, you know, or whatever. It could, it could be another thing that's, that's informational about here's how to, if your dog is constantly barking, here's three things that you can do to make him uh, stop or, or whatever it may be. And then we, we can sprinkle in occasionally, you know, here's a featured product. It may not be our product. It may be a competitor's product. Cause I'm thinking about selling uh Norm's dog beds. And I'm wondering if my audience is going to buy Norm's dog beds uh, that, he's, that he's got. I could put an affiliate link in there and let me see and then get feedback from those people and then decide maybe my audience is big enough here. I should launch my own dog bed because obviously my audience is into dog beds. And then you can grow the newsletters uh, through outside of Amazon. It's not just count on someone on Amazon coming on and, and actually filling out your warranty card or getting your insert and, and signing up. You should do that, but there's ways to grow these things way beyond Amazon, and it's a powerful industry in and of itself, and your newsletter, if you do it right, should be a profit center in and of itself, and there's newsletters that have been built over the last few years that have sold for millions of dollars by themselves without having this product element, without having this Amazon or Walmart side to it. You mix that into it, uh, and it's, um, I believe it's hugely, hugely powerful, most people that do newsletters come from a journalism background and they're the writers, they're creative or the writers type of people. And they're not product people, but us as if we can make, marry these two together in a pro, in the proper way, they can do magic. And like I talked about in my presentation, I did this 25 years ago before, before there was much of it. Amazon existed then, but it was, it was nothing. Uh, but we, we did something similar to this and we stopped it in 20, 2003 we had 250,000 people a day getting a newsletter from us. And, and we, we had a game in there. We had news in there. We had trivia. We had a whole bunch of stuff. And we had product sales. It, the, back then, it wasn't to Amazon. It was to our own website. But we, we built a we, we got 2,000 people off our newsletter to pay us $30 a month um, just for an upgrade off the newsletter. So a lot of people just wanted it free. But that's sixty grand a month in free money that we basically got to – and then we would sell products. We'd sell, you know, some of you know I do calendars and stuff. We'd sell the calendars. We'd sell different products. It works extremely well. And nobody's really doing it right um, and mit- marrying these two together. And that's uh, that's a hot topic. It's, it's not necessary for a beginner. You know, if you're just new to this and just trying to get your feet wet with, with Amazon, it, it may be a little bit above your pay grade right now, but it's something you should be thinking about. But if you're an experienced seller, um, been doing this for a while, this should be a no-brainer. You know, uh, Kevin, I just sent you a Facebook message uh, just about a half hour before we got on. You probably didn't read it. You don't read many of my messages anymore. But uh, anyways, I was just on the phone and I maybe they're listening, but uh, I'm not going to say, uh, you know, who they are. But they have a brand, a very successful brand selling forever, 50,000 emails, and they have an engagement rate. Uh, and I'm talking a conversion rate. Okay. Not, not an open rate, a conversion rate of over 10% when they send out their emails and I'm sitting there going, they have the email, they have the address, they have the phone number. And I, I, I started talking to them I, uh, about the newsletter. This is absolutely perfect. Oh, look who's sneaking in here. Come and say hi to Kevin. She's pouring me my coffee. <laughs> but uh, anyways, it's incredible that people have it. Like I've told you about the 
uh, the the company that I, I've worked with, I don't work with anymore, that had 280,000 emails. And here she is. Hey, Connie, how are you doing? <laughs> All right. So she can't hear because I have my earphones. Ah. In. But uh, anyways, um, these are areas that when you started talking about it, I heard about this from you a little while ago. And it was something that it's like press releases, you know, people uh, it's old school marketing. That's how I'd like to put it. It's old it's school old, marketing. Old, and some people think like nobody reads emails anymore and they do if they opt in and <clears throat> they opt in. That's the difference. Like, so this, these people that have, would you say 50,000 emails? 50,000 oh. emails. So that's good, but you can't just send your newsletter to those 50,000. That's a, that would be a mistake. If you say, Hey, here's our newsletter and you blindly send it to those 50,000. It, even though that's a, you said that's a pretty engaged audience, they get a 10% uh, response rate on buys on that. That's, that's good. Uh, but if you do that, you're going to hurt yourself because there's a lot of stuff with around email deliverability. This is why I stopped back in 2003 because that's when the CanSpan Act came out. And our 250,000 emails that were going into everybody's inbox all of a sudden started going into promotional tabs or, or other places. And so we just – and back then there weren't all these sophisticated tools and rules and everything. It was, it was just basically black or white. It's on or off. Now if you play by the rules – and, and have certain open rates and do certain things. And Google has uh, Gmail owns over 50% of all, all emails in the world or Gmail or Gmail related. <clears throat> so if you, if you go by what they, what they want you to do, you'll get in those inboxes. So if you just blast out those 50,000 customers, I guarantee you half of those are going into a promotional tab or, or, or not. But if you, and the ones that are getting in, some of those people aren't reading it, but if they've opted, what you want to do is send to those people properly in stages and, and then have them opt into a newsletter and then do something. And when they get the newsletters, the steps and that welcome email, it's crucial. It's like the first date. You got to tell them to do a couple different things in that, that email. And most people will do it. And when they do that, you're all the time in their inbox from then on out. And they want to see that. I mean, I get newsletters now and sometimes I get about 20 a day that I'm following right now from AI stuff to dog stuff to uh, marketing stuff. Uh, not counting the, all the Amazon people that are blasting me left and right because I went into the well, never mind. I went into a <laughs> webinar, um, and um, they're just spamming the heck out of me. Um, but um, those I mostly delete, delete, delete. Don't even open them. But the ones that I get, I, if I don't have time to read, I spend about an hour a day. I sit down. It's like a relaxing time. I should have a cigar, uh, um, but I, I uh, like Norm does. But I just sit with my iPad and I just read them. If I don't have time that day then I don't delete those emails. It's kind of like when you get a coupon for $20 off a free pizza at your favorite pizza place. Uh, no purchase necessary. In, in the mail, you're like, well, today I don't really need pizza. I got some food. I, I went to McDonald's or my wife just made food or whatever. But you put that, that coupon, you save it. You put it up on the refrigerator for the, the next day or the weekend or whatever. It's the same thing with these emails. I want to read what they have. And the way the emails are done is they have a personality to them. So that's the key is when you're reading this email, they're written in a style that there's a personality uh, on these emails. And so you like the, you like the way they write it or the way they give the information. And, and that's critical. It's not just a bunch of facts. And here's just someone writing that there's a whole methodology to this. And that's what uh, mm. I explained at the, the billion dollar seller summit. And somebody here is actually going to uh, get a, get that presentation for free. Um, yeah. We're going to yeah. get to that right now. So perfect timing. Uh, so 
we have a lot of people that are listening right now. If this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, at the end of the podcast, we have something called the Wheel of Kelsey, where we give away something free every podcast. Um, today, we've got something really special. And uh, I mean, this is an awesome giveaway. Kevin, why don't you tell us what it is? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, so we're uh, Wheel of Kelsey today. I'm going to give away a free replay of the recent puerto rico billion dollar seller summit so this was uh it's it's just coming out today so even norm who was there he doesn't have it yet he's going to be getting it today along with with uh whoever wins the wheel of kelsey so it's i sell them you can go buy one if you don't win today for 1500 bucks 1497 uh you know to come to the event it's about six grand um so it uh but i sell that there's a lot of advantage like norm and i talked about earlier to actually be in an event in person there's um but I do have the replays and it's all 20 It's 20. I think there's 26 videos in there, including the family feud contest. Uh, <laughs> it's in there, and, uh, <laughs> a few others are in there. Some, some good ones. Um, and you'll get that. Absolutely. Whoever wins the day's will of Kelsey is going to get that absolutely free. So I guess, uh, what, what's the rules here? They got to go tag somebody. Wheel oh, that's Kelsey, it. Or, so that's hashtag it. wheel of Kelsey tag two people and you'll get a, a second, uh, chance. Uh, or second entry. So again, it's BDSS. If you couldn't get out to Puerto Rico this year, uh, it was awesome. It's it, it's probably probably the best set of content that uh, that I've experienced at, at BDSS. I mean, it's always high level. I mean, you always sell out, and that's why I tell people when you have your events, they better buy their tickets early because they sell out and just like in Puerto Rico, 120 people, you maxed out, I think at 120. And well, everybody- I, could, I could have a hundred, but a uh, oh, hundred, a hundred, a hundred. And we had 98. Uh, there's a few people, we had about 18 people that bought a ticket and for whatever reason, you know, they couldn't make it. So they uh, rolled them over to the next year. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, there's 98 plus. Then we add staff and speakers. Yeah, it's about 120 people. Yeah. And they all pay 6,000 bucks. So the reason is because of the quality of the content. So hashtag wheel of Kelsey tag two people and you'll get entered uh, to win the full set of recordings. Okay. So now let's go over to a quick sponsor and we'll come back with Kevin. This episode of lunch with Norm is sponsored by SureGo marketing ready to take your brand to the next level on TikTok and Instagram. Shergo Marketing specializes in helping entrepreneurs and coaches build profitable brands on TikTok and Instagram and in less than 90 days. With Shergo Marketing, you can build your brand, create incredible video content, and increase leads without spending a single dime on ad spend. Visit ShergoMarketing.com today and elevate your brand. Now, let's get back to the show. All right. So I see that we have six questions. There'll be probably some more coming in. Uh, why don't we get to those just to make sure that we uh, we have to time to to uh, answer them all? Sure. Okay. So we got some questions about AI um, from Jet. Please talk about AI and how to leverage AI in your business. Maybe some of your favorite tactics or tips recently, if you have any. Yeah, that's that's a that's a long talk. That's a big one. That's a big (laughs) one. Um, There's I mean, the short ones is what you what people you've seen out there with software companies and people are hyping. Uh, It's be careful of the hype right now. Everybody's jumping on this bandwagon. So just be careful who you follow. 
and and if you get the replays, you're gonna actually there's a, one of the presentations is all about AI from Steve Simonson. That's uh, excellent. Uh, it's way beyond what most people are just doing now with using AI to help them rewrite their bullet points or to rewrite their description or uh, do some analysis on the reviews. And those are all great things, and you should be you should be doing that. But it goes way, 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 way beyond that. And um, that's what Steve Simonson uh, it shows in his presentation. And whoever wins today's Wheel of Kelsey. Um, also, like what I just talked about the newsletters, we're using it there. Um, we're not letting AI write the newsletter. Uh, a lot of people may do that, have a tendency to do that. We let it do a lot of the research, a lot of the legwork, a lot of mm-hmm. the composition, a lot of the, the ideation. Uh, AI right now is really good for ideation, whether it's with images uh, or coming up with new product ideas and creating multiple variations of a product on the fly and then running a PICFOO or some other kind of test um, uh, on those. Um, that That's a really good uh, use case right now for product development. Probably the best use case. I mean, the... Review analysis is good, but some of the tools already kind of kind of do that. Um, and if you're not a native English speaker, you maybe you can get a little bit of help, uh, you know, writing your listings and stuff. But the problem with AI is it it tends to write everything the same way. Uh, so it it start uses a lot of the same verbs and a lot a lot of the same things, and it's not it's not super creative yet. It's gonna get it's gonna get there, but um, you got to be careful. I mean, I can have it go and like for this podcast, I can. Uh, you know, Norm and, and Kelsey could take the transcript and run it through AI and say, yeah, hey, write the uh, summary that we're going to put up uh, for SEO. And it, it would do it. Just it'd read the whole transcript of the podcast mm-hmm. and, and do that. But a lot of times you're going to see those are written in a very similar way. They're going to use a lot of the same. We've got you covered. You know, a lot of the same words. <laughs> or you could say, yeah. give me give me six titles uh, for uh, the podcast, uh, you know, six potential titles uh, for this podcast uh, for SEO and four of them have the word uh, uh, enlightening, enlightening topic to, or something like that. And so you got to be careful. It's great mm-hmm. to get you going for brainstorming, but be careful on on relying on it too heavily. Um, that would be, but there's there's lots of ways, like everything from shipping optimization to um, re- product research to optimize to taking. You know, I think you could replace some people. You know, some people might lose their job or not necessarily lose their job, but have a, have their job refocused. Yeah. Uh, but everything in AI, the power right now is in, is in prompt engineering. So if you're not good and you, anybody can go into open AI or there's, t- there's like 200 different tools. It's not just open AI or chat GPT. That's the big one. But there's about 200 other ones out there and it's growing. They're all called LLMs or lang- uh, language models. And there's a lot of independent ones. You know, if you go into chat GPT, it's censored. You know, if you type something's, uh, sexual in there it may not give you an answer or it may say something i'm not allowed to talk about that other ones they'll talk about anything they're they're not trying to be uh, pc like uh, the big companies are so there, there's there's a lot of uh, hallucination in it so a lot of times it, sometimes it'll make stuff up you got to be careful yep uh, on, on some of that so it the technology is game changing like steve simonson says it's uh as important as the invention of fire to humankind or maybe the, the wheel, you know, it's going to change. It's, it is going to change our lives in a, a huge way. It's in its infancy right now, but the, the key thing that you should be doing right now is actually following it. It, 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 playing around with it a little bit as you have time and using it, using it uh, if it makes sense in some of your business, but actually stay on top of it. And there's some great newsletters out there um, that, that will actually, I would recommend like Superhumans, a short, short one. Neon Pulse is one. Uh, uh, bot, uh, was it Bot Eat? Uh, 
uh, uh, let me see here. Um, I have it. Yeah, Neon Pulse is one. Um, there's uh, you know several others like the Hustle or Morning Brew that covered a little bit. Uh, there's Man Eat Bot. That's what it is. Man Eat Bot is is another good one. They 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 will keep you kind of up to date on what's happening in in this this industry. Their newsletters, exactly what I just talked about a minute mm-hmm. ago. Um, but those are those are good ones. Uh, to follow just to keep your pulse on it, even if you don't have time to to go into the weeds. Uh, other uses, I mean, but it's going to it's gonna make everybody more efficient. Um, but, um, yeah, I could keep going. I mean, to go into yeah. specifics here, we, we need hours. Um, yeah, but- I mean, that could be a whole other podcast. That maybe we could talk about that the next time you come up uh, sure. next month. Uh, are you, I'm committing you to sure. next month, by the way. <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> So uh, for Beard Nation, anything. All right. But uh, yeah, it's it's so important. Um, I can. I talked every to everybody before about the digital marketer um, AI accelerator uh, boot camp that uh, I I took uh, about three months ago, four months ago. Anyways, it it was a real eye opener. However. They've got Accelerator 2 right now. I was just talking to Mark DeGrasse, and he said that uh, they've got the Accelerator 2. And what they're doing uh, with this, because there's a lot of focus on ChatGPT, is that they're, that's what they're focused on. The other, um, the first one was talking about building out your brand, using different APIs, different, uh, you know, diff- different apps that are out there. But this one specifically... Uh, is working with ChatGPT so you can understand how to use it, how to edit the prompts, how to work with the prompts. And like you said, Kevin, chat, I mean, it's all about prompt development. Uh, I, I, we did this yesterday, again, going down, you know, long-winded. But uh, Kelsey, we had a staff meeting yesterday. And so Afalabi and, and Kelsey, and we had, uh, you know, everybody on. And we were talking about how this funnel should look. And I use ChatGPT and I, I spent the time. I took about two hours, three hours to put together this new look. And it was incredible what it came up with. What it was was good. But without my instruction, which took about 90 minutes worth of typing, the information that came out of ChatGPT, we had the funnel, we had the, um, uh, the, the swipe emails, we had everything that looks fantastic. It made a huge difference. Even uh, making sure that the titles, meta titles and meta descriptions were engaged, like really engaging keyword uh, SEO optimized, but it would not have come out if I would have just typed in, you know, create a funnel and here are the keywords, it would have sucked. Yeah, it's garbage in, garbage out. <clears throat> yeah. The more specific you can be, that's why a lot of photographers and artists love AI right now. A lot of people are like, oh, shoot, uh, the photographers and artists are going to be out of business. they they uh, not going to need to take pictures anymore because AI, you can go into AI on a prompt and just tell it exactly what you want, and it'll create a picture. That That's pretty far from the truth. The artist and photographers – they're the ones that know the technical details. They're the ones that know different f-stops and different camera angles and different lenses and all this kind of stuff. When they can be specific in there, and they, they know way more than probably me and Norm on any of that stuff, they can be specific. They can get amazing results. Their creativity just went up 10 notches yeah. uh, because of that. So it, it's a, Or they can enhance what they're already doing in the real world and can just take it to that next level. And it, it's amazing. Well, I was just talking about this with Manny Coach yesterday with what – 
rendering can do, what you can do now with AI on your desktop, if you've got a decent laptop or desktop computer, what you can do now in, in a, a, under a minute used to take these CGI labs in Hollywood. They're doing, you know, Star Wars and all this stuff weeks to do. You can do it under a minute yourself, uh, this total cool creative type of stuff. And it's coming to video next. It's, it's in images right now, but you're going to be able to do this with video. And even like another use case for a lot of you listening right now may be, uh, you know, if you're doing any kind of TikTok stuff or, or re- reels or YouTube shorts, and you got a long form video, it can cut that up. You, it, it can cut it up. The AI can, can actually yeah. go into your YouTube channel, pull the video off, actually see where the drop points are. Like people all this section here, we, you know, or during this broadcast right now, it can see where the rises and falls are uh, of, of this broadcast where people are like, they're engaged or they're like, ah, that's kind of boring. I'm going to step away. And it can go in and automatically grab those 10 or 20 second segments that were the most engaging or they, they can also tell by st- based on the transcript, based on what we're saying, what, what's engaging. And they will grab that out automatically and cut your video up, cut this podcast up into 10, 30-second cl- snippets that you can then, and it'll automatically format them for the YouTube size, automatically format another set for, for Instagram, another set for uh, Reels, another set for uh, Shorts, and then you blast that out. And that yep. used to take a VA, you know, half a day or a day to have to mess with that. And you had to tell them what to, which parts were the good parts. Now AI can do that in a matter of minutes. Uh, so that's one of the, a, a good use case for a lot of people um, that, that you should be doing. Right. So there's no excuse for not having content. That's right. Content is king. Kevin uh, King. <laughs> <laughs> All right. From Nathan. Uh, hey, Norm, Kevin and Kelsey. If someone has been out of the loop for six to 12 months, what main changes Amazon's strategy industry should they look into avoid problems or being beat by competitors? Uh, that's that's yeah that, that's a um, Amazon's constantly evolving and changing. Um, the biggest change over the last whether it's the last six or twelve months or the last couple of years is the need to actually do proper branding. Gone are the days where you can just go on Dolly. You can find a niche using Helium Ten. Uh, find the product on Amazon, come up with a name for it, stick it up on Amazon and, and do a few ranking things and get it going. I'm not going to say that doesn't work uh, anymore. It, it works in rare occasions or people that get lucky, but for the vast majority, it's much more sophisticated and much more complicated to sell on Amazon. Now you got to wear more hats than you used to. You got to be on top of more things and you really need to do branding and you need to know how to do offsite marketing. Uh, off Amazon marketing, whether that's driving the traffic to Amazon or to Walmart, whichever platform you're focusing on or both uh, or to your own website, which I don't recommend in the beginning. Um, but I recommend that later on, but not, not in the very beginning. Um, that's the, the keys. And then proper branding, not just come up with a logo and a name, but true branding, building rav- uh, loyal customers and building learning how to leverage these platforms to actually build an audience that you own and control. Um, those are some of the big, big changes to, to avoid being beat by the competition. And each one of those, we could sit here and talk for two hours on each individual one of those points. Um, but th- that's some of the stuff um, coming to it with, this is a real business. Uh, it takes real effort and, and real energy and real know-how. Now it's, it's not a, it's not a get rich quick, uh, throw up a prot, throw up a garlic press, and uh, head to Cancun, and uh, come back a year later and sell your business for a million right. bucks. It's that—that's not going to happen. 
Hey, by the way, I don't know if you saw in the comment file uh, section, Kevin, Antonio's here, our cigar buddy. Uh-oh. Oh, we got to yeah. quit talking about him. Uh -oh. Yeah, uh, yeah, we got it. Whoop, whoop. Oh, yeah, gee, right wow. back oh, at yeah, you, Antonio. Oh, yeah. All the way from Brazil. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> Man, I hope he wasn't here when we were talking that smack about him. Uh, yeah, I hope not. We'll have to edit it out in the final version. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> okay, so uh, we'll take a couple more questions, and then that's it. Okay, from Redbeard, uh, what is a good layout for an Amazon storefront? Like, which tiles are the best to use? Do you have any tips uh, for design that would be greatly appreciated? That sounds like a norm question. You do a lot of a uh, lot more. I, mean, I do them for myself, but you do them for a lot right. more experience for different clients. So, first of all, if you do have a combination of um, virtual bundles, uh, I, I if you can get up to if you can get up to fifteen um a plus pages then you can apply to get a plus plus or premium a plus pages and i would always head that way if you can but if you can't um and by the way you'll need to have your brand story and your a plus <clears throat> in the theme to um to apply so just a sec here all right so the other thing is it's a it's a mixture it's not writing a novel Nobody wants to write a novel, even in your brand story, when you're writing it, uh, you just want to keep it nice and concise. Don't over-exaggerate, you know, just make it compelling, run it through chat GPT uh, and see what it has to say. But also um, then they've got so many different um, uh, modules now that you can use. So we like carousels. We like using um, really nice, rich uh, product um uh, product images or product shots. We also like the uh, 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 the carousels with the um, uh, with also uh, image and text. Videos are a really big part. And when we do it, we there's three layers for the most part. Um, we like doing that first page with your best sellers and uh, more about the brand itself. Really high quality stuff. The second page could be for the different product lines that you have. And it's like a mini website. Um, and then the third page is that product uh, page on fire. And that's what we're doing. Like with, if, if you go to your product, if you're driving traffic over to your storefront, or if people end up on your storefront, people don't realize how the quality of the storefront can look like those three layers really give you an advantage over your competition. And one of the areas that I would do, uh, and this is with every storefront is make sure that you can drive traffic over to your follow button and just make sure that it is showing arrow pointing down to follow uh, in your storefront because you want to, that's part of your brand community that you want to build it out. But the, the worst thing that you can do is put a lot of text into your storefront page. People don't want to read. They want to see. So that's about it. Good stuff. All right. So uh, let's see. Next question from MM. Uh, what are your thoughts on a curated gift box company featuring local products? I'm having trouble sourcing out premium packaging as this is my first PL idea. Yeah, that that's a tough one. So you're like, um, are these, I'm assuming you're doing like something like regional. So if I was in Austin and I was doing a gift box of uh, local products, I might do a lot of barbecue related stuff, stuff that's not distributed nationally. Like, you know, maybe the salt lick uh, or, 
probably Salt Lake is actually distributed nationally, but one of the local top barbecue places that have their own uh, sauce, but you can't really get it outside of the Austin area, and then maybe some other things like that. Um, so as far as premium packaging, um, I don't know what you mean by that. I mean, you can. there's a lot of really great uh, packaging companies in the U.S. You don't even have to go to Asia to do this. I mean, you could if you're doing mass volumes, but um, if you're just needing 500 or 1,000 packages, don't go to Asia. Uh, do that locally. You'll pay a, a slightly little bit more but uh what's that one website uh, uh in a box no what's what's it's it's a great packaging idea website oh man uh i need a box for that or what's what's is it yeah i got a, i got a bunch of them here uh, um there's tons of them i mean you can go to the thomas directory online just google thomas directory uh us online and then you can there's a search bar there and you can type in premium gift packaging or premium boxes and you'll get a, a a huge list of manufacturers. There's also a, a packaging, a, a premium, a, a packaging uh, show that's in Las Vegas every year. So if you Google uh, largest U.S. trade show for packaging or something along the, those lines, um, you, you should actually find a website for like a show that's, you know, in, in Vegas or Chicago or Dallas or Atlanta or somewhere like that. And then look on their exhibitor list uh, that's there. And a lot of times those exhibitor lists will have contacts or websites uh, and you can go and, and see examples there. There's tons. Um, you know, that's how I found when I did my, I've talked about this in the past, the bully sticks and I put them in a kind of like a cigar box, uh, a nice cigar box. And my bully stick manufacturer was in uh, New Hampshire. And so I wanted something close to him. A cup. I didn't want to make these in California and then have to ship these boxes all the way across the country. So I found somebody in New York that could actually make these, you know, it's one day to get them to him cheaper, cheaper to get them to him. Uh, they could take their own truck up there. Uh, even you didn't have to ship at UPS or anything. And I, I used the Thomas directory to actually find them and, you know, they got samples and then, uh, create a prototype with them. And then, uh, and then went to market and I was doing in the beginning a thousand, uh, to start with. Um, but those can be good ideas. Just make sure there's enough demand for what you're selling on those gift boxes. Um, and how you can position it Because if I, I was doing central Texas barbecue, it's going to take a little bit of marketing to educate people on that. And if someone, what are people searching for? Are they searching for barbecue tools, barbecue sauces? Uh, what, what are they actually, what is going to be the lead magnet that's going to get them into your, your gift box and make sure that's strong enough and you can compete there at a profitable price. Yeah, there's, um, I know that a, a buddy of mine, uh, he's come out, it's taken them years, but he's, uh, come out with a uh, e-commerce solution for private label sellers that will take really small runs. I, I'm talking 50 boxes. And, and let's say like for me, let's say for soap, there's 72 different scents. And I know my Dead Sea Mud soap or my Sandalwood soap will <clears throat> sell a lot quicker than some other uh, scents. So I could go and I could just do a copy change, send it over to them. And now I have these boxes which I used to have to put a sticker on um, just to uh, put in the key ingredients. Now I can target it for each one, have it labeled. And this machine that he's got is like $7 million. And he's networked um, with other groups around the world. So no matter where you are, you can get these uh, corrugate, uh, it's all corrugate uh, packages or tuck boxes or whatever it is. So if it's cardstock or corrugate, it's an incredible machine. And uh, anyways, that's uh, it's called Central Graphics. And 
we can post that in our group if you'd like, and uh, you can check it out. They're an awesome company. They're uh, one of the top 50 managed companies in Canada. Um, he's been a buddy of mine for years and it's out there now. So it's really a, something cool to take a look at. And there's one called the custom box, uh, the custom boxes.com that I have in my bookmarks. Another one, if you, if you're into sustainability, uh, stuff, uh, there's several that do that. Oops. Uh, let's see if I can find a couple others for you real quick. Um, if you're looking for premium packaging. Uh, sorry, I just got to scroll through here. Um, there's actually, uh, if you want, uh, actually a good uh, training on this. Uh, there's something called packaging psychology. I know Norm has talked about this in some of his presentations. I think in the Billion Dollar Seller Summit, you'll get something. If the winner of this is going to get a replay. But Nick Colinda, N-I-C-K-K-O-L-E-N-D-A. Uh, he does marketing psychology. He's got a newsletter. But he actually did a whole breakdown on, uh, it's a, like a PDF guide. Uh, if you Google his name and Google his name in packaging psychology, uh, and you should probably find a link to it, download that, and that may give you some good ideas on on packaging as well. He's got a lot of really good examples in there that I recommend. Okay. Uh, so last question, Kels, before we get to the wheel. All right. Uh, let me see. First, uh, Amy says, uh, hey, guys, two of my favorite guys on one show. It's, uh, Amy Weiss. I just want to shout her out. Good How's it going, Amy? Amy? What's up, and- Amy? Let me see next, the last episode, or last question um, from Adrian. Uh, heard that giveaways are not valid anymore. What are other things we can do for giveaways or ranking? There's still people doing giveaways. Uh, so don't don't think that that's gone away. It's just a little bit more under the table now. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> uh, but you can, you can have friends and family buy. They can't leave reviews. But, you know, I know, I know several people that have, have reached out. Uh, to friends and family or people in their network, their church or, or whatever, and say, hey, I just launched this product. Do you mind supporting me? Uh, go buy it. You know, sometimes you might give them a rebate back, uh, but you don't have to do that. A lot of them will just do it, out, you know, unless your product's crazy expensive, they'll do it just out of support for you. That, and you can tell them, go click on my ad, you know, start running ads and say, uh, go click, actually click on my ad. Don't go find the product, uh, but I want you to say, click where it says sponsored. And you might be saying, why would I do that? Uh, I'm going to be paying for that ad. Like, yeah, you want actually want to pay for that ad because it juices the algorithm because then Amazon's saying, Oh shoot, people are clicking on the ads. And it also looks natural. If your product, when you first launch is on page 11, uh, it's not very common for a lot of people to scroll to page 11. If Amazon starts seeing with their AI, a patterns of everybody scrolling to page 11, they're going to be like some fishies going on here. Uh, but if they're clicking on the ad, uh, then it makes sense. And then that boosts your ad uh, conversions. It helps you show more ads. So there's lots of things you can do around that um, as well. Um, that's what, I mean, use the Vine program for reviews uh, whenever possible. You know, there's some tricks around that uh, that you got to be careful with, but some people will put multiple variations of a, of, of a product. Uh, they're only going to sell one, say a red color, but they'll, they'll make uh, 30 of a black color and 30 of a, a pink color, put them as separate products, get 30 reviews on each and then merge them together and, maybe never do the black or pink version again. Um, <clears throat> they just do a handful of them uh, as an off. Um, there's people that do that to help get, get some things going. Um, but advertising, if you have an outside list, if you have a newsletter, like what we talked about earlier, a, a proper newsletter, not a promotional newsletter, like 99% of them are, <clears throat> but a proper newsletter. Um, that's, that's a great way to, to launch as well. 
Um, the key here that's kind of back on the question someone said, what's the biggest things that have changed? You, you need to, uh, on Amazon, um, in the last tw- tw- six to 12 months or even beyond, is you need to figure out how to build an audience, uh, your own audience that you completely control. Not Facebook controls because it's on a Facebook page uh, or TikTok controls because based on the algorithm. Those are great ways to, you should be using those channels to generate leads, but you need to get everybody to email. Uh, you need to get, every, you need to have, that means to be your number one target on every single thing that you sell or do is how can I get this person to opt in, not just give me their email, but to agree that they want to send, want to hear from me additional times. And then if you can get their phone number, great. If you get their, their snail mail address, even better. Uh, but you should be, that's, that's your key asset because if, if uh, everything blows up on your business and, and I've had this happen where everything just blew up, algorithm change on Amazon, a competitor took me down, pricing changes on, on something. Uh, I was able to pivot because I had a list of customers and it may be pivot to the same product and now drive them to Walmart or to Shopify or pivot to a whole different thing that those people want. And, and one of my businesses I've been running for the, the calendars, the business for 20 some odd years. And it, we sell a lot on Amazon, like a lot every fall on Amazon. Um, and it's hugely, hugely profitable. I've talked about this, $1.60 this year landing cost. Uh, we sell them for 20 bucks and I do no PPC, zero PPC. And we sell hundreds of thousands of dollars, I mean, of every one of them on, on Amazon uh, in a matter of a month or two. Um, but I also have a list of 16,000 people that have bought from me over the past, uh, 15 years. And I, I email to those people. I send direct mail, like in the physical postcards in the mail. Um, and those people alone could support me a hundred percent if everything else went to, went to shit. Uh, but because I have that, I'm able to do that. I'm able to pivot. I'm able to sell those guys. They bought calendars. Well, I also know they want to buy these other things. Uh, and we've sold them other things and pivoted to that. So that should be your number one goal in all of this. Amazon is an excellent place to launch, and Walmart is is not as good. It's good, but it's not as good. It, and Shopify is okay, but it's a whole different animal to market on Shopify. But if you can leverage this marketplace and ca- capture 10 20% of those people that are buying off of Amazon, get them onto your list somehow that they want to be on the list, not just because they had to opt in uh, or give you something to get a warranty, but they want to hear from you. That's called raving fans. And you don't need a lot. You don't, you know, you hear people say like Norm was saying earlier, this list is 50,000. This other guy has 250,000. That's pretty freaking meaningless. Actually, it's a great start, but it's actually, that doesn't, that doesn't, that's a great thing. And when Norm says that, like, cool, let's talk to him. But I, I want to know how many of those people actually give a damn. And it sounds like it's about 5,000. I'm going to say it's a 10% conversion rate. Uh, so about 5,000, so a list of 5,000 is good enough. A list of 1,000 can be good enough of raving fans. Um, <clears throat> just look at Taylor Swift, what she's doing. You know, if you follow anything on TikTok, how she's filling out these, these stadiums, that's what you want to get to. You want to become the Taylor Swift of your industry, of your, of your thing, where people, no matter what you do, they will, you know, hotels will fill up more than they will for a convention to go see a Taylor Swift concert because people are coming from everywhere and they're standing outside outside singing the songs in the, in the, uh, you know, on the, on the hills overlooking the stadium because they couldn't get in. That's where you want to be. And the only way to do that is to actually control your audience and to, to be able to market to them properly. You know, you're talking and Amazon about- should then become a, 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 cha- a market, a, a shopping cart of choice. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to that, uh, the newsletters or emails, 
Uh, and when you're taking a look at 50,000 or 280,000, yeah, you're, you're right. It doesn't mean that 280,000 people are going to be, you know, engaged raving fans. Uh, you groom the list and uh, like kudos to Kelsey. Um, we've taken lists of tons of people and we've got, it's not a huge list, but we have 1500 people that are loyal fans that open up 70% of the time, 65 to 70% uh, percent open rate with the letter. And we thought we were doing really well before when we were getting 23% until um, uh, Adrian Savage came on and he said, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> and, you know, he talked to us and he, it's a great podcast, by the way, if you want to listen to it, I think Kelsey will be able to pop it up, but it's really incredible to show how you groom your list. And it's like a vanity number. So 50,000, and the and I know that the 50,000 I'm talking about are making this guy money and he's grooming his list. He's doing it properly. But um, like for, for us, we could say we have 40,000 people that we were sending out to, 20,000 people. But if it's not converting and, you know, people aren't engaging with it and they're not opening it, then it's, it's no good. But I, I do want to circle back. There are a couple of other things that you can do, um, you know, based on this question. Are giveaways working? Well, yeah, first of all, you can use, and it doesn't cost very much at all, um, micro-influencers. I go down that influencer. We talked about that. All, we've talked about it a lot. We've got lots on the podcast about nano and micro-influencers, how easy it is to get them product, and a lot of them don't want to um, charge you anything. Now, finding them, that's a different story. It's all different on different platforms, but um, you can definitely do that. The other thing is there's companies out there that have just uh, changed it up, surveys and polling, and you can talk to them. Um, they're, they're the same companies that were around before. You know, you've got the, the rank bells of the world, Rebade, um, who's one of our sponsors. Uh, they do exactly that. They'll go out and find actually micro and nano influencers and get them to talk about the product. But there's there's a lot of them, Intellirank, uh, AZ Rank. Uh, but these are all companies that will do exactly what you're talking about without um, the search find buy feature. So anyways, Kevin, I don't know if there's anything that you want to say to wrap it up, but then uh, we'll go over to um, a sponsor before the wheel of Kelsey. Uh, I'm good. You're good. I'm good. All right, then. Okay. So uh, we got an incredible giveaway. If you've just uh, joined us in the second half, Kevin is uh, giving away the BDSS recordings. Now, this is a $1,500 value. Nobody's got them. They're just being released today. And um, if you enter hashtag Wheel of Kelsey or tag two people, you'll be able to enter into this. Now, you only got about 30 seconds before we go over to the wheel. Uh, so, all right, Kelsey, hit the button for the sponsor. This episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by Rebade. Attention sellers and brand owners want to reach more shoppers and boost sales? Rebate's platform connects sellers with shoppers seeking great deals on new products. They make it easy to offer promotions, handle rebates, and ensure seamless redemptions. With countless reviews from satisfied customers, Rebate is the go-to solution to increase your sales. Visit Rebate.com today and start reaching more shoppers. Now let's get back to the show. 
We are back. And I think we have a couple of entries today, don't we, Kels? Just a couple. Yeah, we got a, a ton uh, right now. So, yeah, let's head over to the wheel and see who the winner is. It's time for the wheel of Alrighty. Well, thanks everyone for entering today's Wheel of Kelsey. I'm going to shuffle these up and let's see, do we have an extra, another person? All right. Okay. Oh, Marina. Okay, here we go. Let's see who today's winner is. If you are Whoever the gave you the most money, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Redbeard. Who's that? Oh, Redbeard got it. All right. Congrats. All right. So Redbeard, just email me, k at lunchwithnorm.com, and we'll hook you up with the BDSS replay. Okay. Now, just on a note, we were talking about uh, networking and uh, the sitting around a fire, having a cigar. Um, Kevin, before you go, why don't we just talk quickly about uh, uh, an event that's coming up that we are both participating in, uh, the uh, CMS event. Um, yeah. So uh, for those of you that don't, don't know, uh, Norm and I formed a little uh, uh, society called the Collective Mind Society. And the idea behind this is not to go to another conference or another convention, but it's to go hang out with like-minded people. You know, that could be people from the Amazon world, could be people from different walks of life and entrepreneurship or business or entertainment or marketing or whatever it may be. And it's a small group. It's 12 to 20 of us. And what we do is we go and we do something fun. So we call it experiential masterminding. So the masterminding part comes from just hanging out with other people. You're, you're, you're sitting around at dinner. You're sitting around a campfire smoking cigars at night. Or you're, you're doing some sort of fun thing. We did the first one last year at the F1 races in Austin. We had 12 people came out. Kelsey was there as well. And uh, it was it was a blast. You know, we go. Yeah. These are these are top level experiences. It's, it's not let's go for a hike. Uh, these are, you know, like things that are on a lot of people's bucket list or cool things that you're just not going to normally do. So like at the F1, we rented a, a, a very expensive, like eighty thousand dollar cabana uh, t- on the side of right on the uh, edge of turn one. The and best. Then, turn. Yeah, the best turn it had. It had, you know, a little shaded area. It had food. You go eat uh, You lunch your breakfast, lunch. Breakfast and lunch and snacks, all you could drink alcohol, had a little shaded area, had little chairs out front. And so we, we, we hung out there. You know, we got to do a pit walk. We got to do uh, a whole bunch of cool stuff. There were concerts each night out F1, you know, Ed Sheeran and Green Day. So we had VIP, like not standing in the crowd, uh, you know, with all the teenagers, but uh, uh, actually VIP seats with, with booze and, 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 and snacks and stuff. Uh, then we did a we went to the marshmallow concert, uh, which was uh, separate from F1, but we had like a lounge, you know, VIP, like little couches and stuff right up close to the stage. Then we did a, a really nice dinner, like a 10 course dinner at this really fancy uh, restaurant, just 10 of us. We sat in the kitchen uh, and ate. Uh, so it's not a restaurant where you sit at chairs and tables. It's like uh, in the kitchen. Um, we did a thing at a place called the Roosevelt Room. We went and smoked cigars at a cigar lounge. Uh, we did a lot of really cool stuff and all those times we're just networking and talking and, you know, sharing life experiences, sharing stories. Oh, have you heard this podcast? Have you read this book? Oh, I'm having this issue with, oh, have you ever done this kind of marketing? You ever heard newsletters, you know, whatever it may be. 
And people are taking notes. You know, everybody's got their phones out at some point. Like, oh, let me make a note of that. I got to check that out later. And so that's what we're doing again. We do uh, try to do one to two a year. So we did one last year. We're doing one this year in September uh, in Canada. And it's called the Rocky Mountain uh, Express Train. Uh, So there's a train that goes from, I don't know if most of you know, but the Rocky Mountains start, um, most of you know, Rocky Mountains as being in Colorado, if you have much geography in the U.S., but they go extend up into to part of Canada, and it's a beautiful area. I've been there, uh, and it, it, it this train starts in Vancouver, Canada, so on the west side of Canada, and for two days, it actually makes its way over to Banff, which is close to Calgary, and in, along the way, the train, you eat your breakfast on the train, you eat your lunch on the train. It's like five-star. It's like nice dining. It's not like go grab a sandwich from the, the, the train, from the the food cart it's a uh, it's you know sit at a table and like serve you uh properly and along the way they they have people explaining things you're passing like these stunning lakes these stunning mountains these stunning snow caps uh mountains and glaciers and 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 all this kind of stuff and you have a the, the roof of the train is completely glass the, the cars that we're in uh, so you can see everything around you're not just looking out a little window and you know it's completely like it, it's really immersive and so and we stop at a place halfway and uh and have dinner and uh you know hang out and then we do the train again the next day and then the last day we're doing the ice fields parkway where we actually go up onto some just stunning lakes like lake moraine and uh lake louise just stunning beautiful scenery if you've never seen this stuff it's 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 post- unbelievable postcard stuff yeah. and there's glaciers uh up in there and so we, we're doing that and then we have an option for like a helicopter to go over uh, uh some of the stuff uh, it's about a four day thing. It's, it's not cheap and we don't make money on this. This is not a money-making thing for me and Norm. Uh, you know, if we, if we walk away with a few hundred bucks in our pocket, we're happy. But last year we actually get, had to dig into our pockets uh, quite a bit. To, to actually three, quite a bit. Several thousand dollars each, uh, to actually make this work, but we do it for the fun and for to be able to hang out with people and bring them together. So we're doing one in September. It's the 24th to the 28th of September. Starts in Van, you fly into Vancouver and you fly out of Calgary uh, on the 28th, or you could stay the night in Calgary on the 28th and fly out on the 29th. There'll be information at collectivemindsociety.com uh, website soon. That the website still has the F1 stuff, but um, they're in the process of updating in that. But I think if you go, let me. Uh, we've got it in the chat. It's at oh, yeah, amzmarketer.com slash train.html. Yeah, there's a link there that if you want to get more information and see what it's about. And when you see the price, it's it, you're like, oh, wow, that sounds expensive. But this is first class all the way. This is the best hotels, the best train, the best car on the train. Uh, you know, it, it, that includes everything uh, except your airfare. So that's all your food, all the transport, all the tours. So the only money you come out of your pocket is, is maybe an Uber to get from the hotel to the airport uh, and your airfare. And, and then maybe, uh, uh, you know, if you buy some souvenirs or um, – you know, something, something, a snack or something along yeah. the way somewhere. Uh, but everything else is, is covered and it's not a moneymaker for us. That's really, if you go break down the costs, uh, you're going to see that's going to be really close to that, if not more expensive. We're, we're transparent when it comes yeah. to that. We're, what we're trying to do is find really cool people with the same mindset and just hang out, just, just hang around that campfire and have a cigar. If you don't smoke cigars, you know, do whatever you want to do. But it's just so much comes out of it. And um, one thing that we'll be putting onto the website, some of the testimonials from last year, people couldn't believe uh, what, what we were able to do. And I've got to give kudos to Kevin because he put together some stuff that 
it was like a private uh, uh, concert with Marshmallow. Like we were, we were uh, uh, VIP, like I'd call it double VIP tickets to see Marshmallow. And it was, I mean, it was so cool. This restaurant, and this isn't a pitch for it. If you're interested in it, check it out. Uh, like I said, we've got 12 to 20, depending on how many people sign up, um, you know, that we can go out there and you'll have a blast. If this is something that you're looking for, these experiential uh, mind, uh, masterminds, then we'd ha be happy to have you out there. All right, sir. Yes. Mr. King. That's me. Don't go away. I know you got a dentist appointment real soon. <laughs> I do. But hang backstage for a second. All right. I just want to thank you for uh, coming up and, uh, you know, talking again, answering all these questions. It's always a blast having you on the podcast. So it's always you. fun to be here. No problem, man. Glad to do it. Want more great information? Don't forget to subscribe by clicking here. Also, if you want to check out our latest podcast, click over here. Entrepreneur, entrepreneur, entrepreneur.